Welcome back, book nerds, to today's episode of the podcast. I will be speaking with Ria Pavia, director of the short film Second Team, which is being showcased at the 2020 Holly Shorts Film Festival. Second Team won five awards at the Los Angeles Film Awards in October 2020, sweeping all categories it was nominated for, including Best Picture and Best Comedy. Without any further delay, let's jump into the podcast. Hi there, book nerds. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. Joining us today, we have Ria Pavia. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ria. Hi, you're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I absolutely love your energy. I We got to talking before we started the recording, but I just love, I love you already. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Same <Samesies. laughs> For our audience, can you please introduce yourself? to them and your role in the film. Yes, hello, my name is Ria Pavia. I am the director of the short film, Second Team. Perfect, and can you tell us a little bit about what Second Team is? Of course, Second Team shines a light on the unsung heroes of the entertainment industry, in my opinion. Uh, That is the stand-in actors for the stars. So it's about a scorned stand-in actor for a fictitious hit TV show who distorts the script to publicly undress her co-star. Hilarity ensues. Oh, definitely. And I hope our audience gets a chance to watch it because just the way it was executed was perfect. And you you did mention it is like about a a popular sitcom. Uh, I believe it was called Two Millennial Girls. Correct, yes. Was it based off of Two Broke Girls? No, but I mean, you know, it's sure it's a tip of the hat to a show like that. You could really insert almost any sitcom. Uh, Well, not any, but like anything that features women and kind of canned acting. Um, No no, no offense to Two Broke Girls or any sitcom whatsoever. It's just like, you know, it's that kind of campy. Yeah, it has the sitcom feel to it. Yeah, Yeah. sitcom feel, right, correct. And what was the inspiration behind the film for you? Uh, the inspiration for Second Team came from a story uh, that was told to me by a script supervisor about a, a show that she, a feature she had worked on, and it was in Alaska, I believe, where the film itself, the shooting was not that interesting to her. However, what was going on behind the scenes was way more interesting. The uh, stand-ins for the stars of this particular film uh, had just broken up, but they still had to be in close proximity to one another. So they still, they had to kiss and all this stuff, but they didn't like each other. And I thought, oh gosh, that just sounds horrible. But how exciting. So what I did (laughs) was I I pitched the idea to a writer uh, friend of mine whose work I just am obsessed with, Annie Weisband. And she took this kernel of an idea and she spun it into her own iteration of this kind of a story. And she just got exactly what I wanted in that she sent me this rough draft. She said it was a rough draft, it's about a year ago. And she said, you know, give me notes, I want notes. I said, oh, wow, I have no notes. I love it so much. And actually what she sent me, it was a little over a year ago, probably 14 months ago, is what we ended up shooting. I mean, except for maybe one or two lines, we tweaked a little bit. Other than that, no, like definitely, it's it's 
so good the final product so it's amazing to hear that it was the first draft like yeah. of it completely yeah she's just got it I mean and we've both spent an inordinate amount of time on sets in video villages so I think we both know how really captivating it can be to watch what's happening behind the scenes and sometimes it is more exciting and who doesn't like a good drama exactly and I honestly watching like all the behind the scenes stuff that's what made me want to get into the film industry as well so I really love when directors are able to play with you know breaking away from a like a fictional film to like focus on the filmmakers themselves I always think that's just so fun yes it's I mean some people call it insider baseball and that's kind of what it is but I you know I never get tired of it I think it's fascinating it's so good and there's just so much drama and chaos I can only imagine please continue making some (laughs) oh deal in fact (laughs) uh, funny that you say that there has been great interest in next legs for second team which I am not hating I I'm also on board Uh, we are in talks to develop it into either a series or feature and um, you know so many people say what happens next also what happened on New Year's Eve that broke these ladies up and guess what I don't have an answer yet but you'll know soon enough oh my gosh I'm I'm already excited I'm gonna (laughs) like I have no words I'm just excited for you to continue the story um what what do you enjoy most about working with the comedy genre uh, what I, I think what I enjoy most about the comedy genre is really leaning into the drama, believe it or not. I think the more realistic um, and more, more authentic the actors and the director and everyone on set is, the more, really, the more humor that can be gleaned from a script that's written well. It's got to be written well. Um, so we didn't, we tried to play against the comedy, actually. Uh, we played into the reality of the sh- situation. I believe that's what makes it so funny. That and reaction shots. Um, reaction, as we, you, I'm sure that you saw, we cut back to Video Village or, or um, the people peeping on what was happening on set a lot because that's, that's the comedy, is what is their reaction and in turn the viewer's reaction the audience's reaction as well um and what is happening behind you there's something going on with the bag anyway oh my uh, i think my little sister's trying to come in (laughs) so uh so this is an interesting story about the shooting of second team we i only had my Video Village or, you know, the person who played the director, Phil Lewis, the script supervisor, Chester Lockhart, all those people. I only had them for one day, but it was a two-day shoot. We shot the reactions before we shot those scenes. So I, as a director, had to make sure that I had wide coverage um, based on what I was hoping to get out of my actors the next day. And it all played out beautifully uh, in that I, I got what I what I needed, but it was challenging. It's challenging to the, the reaction shots first. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I honestly thought I honestly thought like maybe you had two cameras, like one on them and one on the action, or like you just well, had them have, doing it. I did have background. multiple cameras, but as I said, I there were things that we shot the second day that I didn't know how they were exactly going to play out 
we had a limited amount of time and I did rehearse scenes, but not ad nauseum. So I had just kind of worked backwards and it, it certainly worked. I was thrilled. And we, we cut back to reactions way more than I anticipated, but I'm really glad. I'm really, I think that's what gives us that rhythm and that humor that was, um, that you got to see. Yeah, definitely, because you're seeing them just kind of like act out on set, but you're kind of just like, what's going on in their heads? Like all of this chaos yeah. is ensuing. It's like, how do they stop it? Do they keep watching? And it's just, mm -hmm. it was so fun to watch. Thank you. It's, is that your favorite part of the film, the reactions, or what is your favorite part of the film? I got to tell you, I it, that's really, that's a very hard question. I don't know that I have a favorite um moment but i would say in general it was what wasn't it is what isn't said it's not necessarily the lines it's what's happening between the lines it's the breaths it's the reactions um i love cutting back to phil lewis um who plays my director and happens to be a dear friend of mine i've known him for over 30 years we went to a performing arts high school together um in oh Jalapen wow arts academy and he is really a director now, he doesn't act, but I asked him to come back out and give me one last hurrah and, and act in my short film and he, and he graciously accepted. But I, I do love cutting back to him because he, there's so much going on in, in his face and his disappointment in the actors and his, you know, his line about, uh, the only thing that would make this better is massive amounts of cocaine. That's probably one of my favorite lines of the. Yeah, he was in so much pain. <laughs> As we all are. As we all are. Honestly. Oh, and I actually, to that point, what was a challenge for my actors and for myself is to tread the line between bad acting. So I needed these actresses to be bad, but not horrifically bad so that my viewers don't turn off the short film within a minute. Like, what am I watching? I wanted them, I wanted to suspend that kind of disbelief for just long enough so that you're about to turn it off and then we hear a cut and then we pull out and realize we're on a set. Yeah, that was it. That was kind of, that was pretty hard for me to watch. I was, was like, challenging. oh, what's happening here? Well, and I had a few people admit to me, you know, when I first was watching it, I thought, what did Rhea do? What did she do? It's bad. I'm like, trust, man. Come on. Trust me. Yeah. I wouldn't leave you hanging like that. As soon as I heard the cut, I was like, I see what she did. I was like, I see what she I did. I respect it. I respect it. Right on. Right on, thanks for hanging. <laughs> um, but yeah, how like how many takes did it take for the first set of actresses, the first team, you know, to like kind of get into that bad acting moment? And how did you guide them there? Um, well, I'll tell you, originally, how many takes? That's a little tough to ask. I'd have to ask my uh, answer. I'd have to ask my script supervisor, I don't recall but I wanna say we did probably three of the wide shot. Um, and I will, I will say this, we ended up cutting way sooner than I had anticipated. That original bad acting scene went on for another six lines or so. 
and it was so painful to watch in the editing room we all agreed my producers my editor my cinematographer and I oh we need to cut out center because this is like really painful <laughs> um and and that means the actors did a good job yeah that's how I directed them I directed them to be you know to be bad I mean there's there's a lot of shows where people end up on the show just because I don't know they're an influencer or or they got lucky or someone's famous in their family etc um and I wanted it to have that feel of like how is this show still on the air and that can yeah. laughter and all that so so your question was how many takes I think I sort of answered that but there was something else you asked me too how did you guide way. them to like how did you guide them into getting that performance I asked them to trust me because it felt so inauthentic to them and 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 they're both such good actresses that it was hard for them to be bad and I just said trust which by the way is my mo for the entire year I have a tattoo that I got last year that says trust I love trust that. trust me trust the universe trust all of it um I won't leave you I won't let you hang in the air. It's 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 going to work. The worse you are, the better. And they did. And they did. They delivered. Yeah, I've I I watched it twice because it was just that cool. good. And you. I noticed she was kind of like dancing while cutting the carrots. Yeah. And I was just like, what's yeah. happening? Sure she does like a little skip. I love it. It's just like all the little things that they did to make, like enhance their their bad performance. There's a lot of subtle subtle moments. You're absolutely right. Like uh, Gigi in particular did kind of very stilted turns, you know, like, oh, I was told to look here at this point, you know, and Greer when she takes out her phone. I guess I do have some favorite moments when she takes out <laughs> her phone and it's very stiff, like, oh, Oh, Kel surprise. Like what a surprise. Love those moments. I mean, once you got into the the second team, what was it like getting them to like was it improv? Like how did we get the reactions? Like especially, I don't want to give it away, but like there's the I'm just going to say it. when she no, <laughs> like yeah. the initial slap. Like so, how yeah. What's how the uh-huh. How did, was it like improvised? Did they do something different every time? No, or? actually, no. In fact, that whole segment was choreographed. I had a stunt coordinator and I, that's really, that was really important to me is for the safety of my actors and really my production in general is to, is for, to protect them. So I hired a stunt coordinator um, who had worked on many features and I was so lucky to have him. Um, he, yeah, we worked it out moment to moment. And he actually taught Francia Risa how to properly slap. And there's, you know, a trick where the, the angle, you know, it's a, it's a cheat really. Mm -hmm. uh, and it took us some time. When I say us, I mean them. Um, we, we really worked that that morning. We talked about it quite a bit. We had a Zoom call prior. And then we worked it a bunch of times. Oh, I mean, it was exactly I was exactly the same, exactly the same every time. Did they ever like get out of character and kind of just start laughing or how was, how was oh, filming that sure. sequence? 
Yeah, no, there were definitely moments of breaking character. I mean, they're the ultimate professionals, so I didn't feel that they, you know, broke to a fault, but there were a couple times when maybe Francia missed, you know, completely missed, and she knew it, and so we'd cut, and, you know, we had giggles. I try to keep a very, um, it's a professional environment, a professional set, but also allowing for levity. I mean, it's a comedy. If we're all acting like we're curing brain cancer, that's not, that's not the vibe. So I, you know, we had some moments of everyone coming undone and then we, you know, regroup my AD, Kenoka Chappelle would, all right, time is money. Let's get going again. But and yeah, we, said, we had some good laughs. You said you filmed within three days, right? Two. Two days. two days okay half a day of prep and two days of shooting and you know really very very orchestrated down to every shot was it a long set day that the second day the second day was a bit long we went over which you know you kind of expect and that was me making a decision how important is that overhead shot when the girls are tossing and rolling around how important is that to me really important I will pay overtime to everyone to get that shot. I'm really glad I did. But that was one of the last things that we did and I needed it. And we only cut away for a matter of seconds, but I wanted to give that feeling of this spatial feeling of our, spacious feeling of our set, um, which was a loft really. And I wanted that to, to see them and how they're really jostling. What's funnier than two women rolling around and then making out, ooh, <laughs> spoiler alert spoiler alert Spoilers. sorry you still want to watch it though yes it's it's the lead up to it as well that makes it worth the watch yes thank you so how difficult was it getting that pullout shot from you know the show out into the actual set because it, it was so clean I was thank just like you. oh that was so satisfying to me how difficult was it to get that pullout shot very um, I am extremely blessed to have had in my corner and continue to have in my corner my DP cinematographer, Robert E. Arnold, who um, really held my hand throughout the process. And he made that shot one of his babies. Like he really had it so dialed in to the, a micro inch, uh, you know, just it was, it, and in, in the end, there was a, it's a special effects uh, that we had to dial in, but um, we had markers and, and it had, it was very precise, very precise. And it took some, it took some navigating, it took some orchestrating, but in the end, I mean, it really, it really turned out wow, I, perfect in my opinion. I think that's and, my favorite shot of the whole film. <laughs> thank you. And I completely tip my hat to him because it is because of him that, that looked so gorgeous. Yeah, it, it really sets the tone too for the entire film where it's just like, oh, okay, now, you know, it's not, it's not like, we're not going to be cringing the entire time. It's going to be, you know, you're going into something very lighthearted, very fun. Yes, thank you. And yeah, that's when I think we realize, oh, it's going to be a little bit gritty. Oh, okay. Because it gets gritty from there, right? It's very smooth. And then it's there's that bump and then it kind of, it's turned on its end after that. And the, um, 
everything that we set up at the beginning with this very overlit, stilted, you know, the shots, the very predictable shots then gets turned on its end and it becomes dangerous and kind of unpredictable. And that was by design. Yeah, everything worked. Was felt, it felt so smooth and it was just like, I need to watch it again. Uh, <laughs> so I did. <laughs> thank you. I have to say, I've probably watched it a hundred times at this point and I don't tire of it. I, I love the way it, 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 I love the finished product. I think it's exactly what I envisioned and more. And now I'm excited for either the feature or, you know, whatever you're going to do next. I, I'm so thrilled. Thank you. Yes, definitely stay tuned. You can uh, tune into our um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook pages, because we'll be keeping everyone abreast as things transpire. Definitely. And I'll be asking for those handles uh, later, but cool. Um, what is the funniest moment you had while filming? Like, is there just a, a day or, well, not a day, because you've shot in a day, but is there a moment that you were just like, you needed to take a break and um, collect yourself again? Uh, let's see. You know, one of my favorite moments is the monologue at the beginning that uh, the actor, his name is Akil Jackson, um, where he goes off into this long tangent about all the things he'd rather be doing than watching this bad acting. And that goes on for what, like a half a page. And what I really love is not only his delivery, his very deadpan delivery, which I think was perfection, but also people's reactions to it. Like, oh, he's still talking. <laughs> oh, he's still talking. Like particularly Phil Lewis, my director. I mean, you, you could just see on his face like, and we've all had that moment, right? When someone is just like, the Italians say, chiacchieron, they're still going, they're chiacchieron. Uh, so I love both his delivery and everyone's reaction to it. Yeah, I, I mean, I am probably the one that can't stop talking at some points and I'm just like, stop. But it's it's the Same. way he he Same. delivered it was, that was so good exactly what I wanted. I mean, there needs to be no inflection and that's just be like, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's really stream of consciousness or diary of the mouth, right? Yeah. And he's saying what everyone's kind of thinking or some iteration of what everyone's thinking. Like, I can't do this anymore. We've been doing and he's this. Just, for, yeah. Yeah. He's just so serious about it. He's just like, I'm not even kidding. I would rather be doing this than yeah. watching this mess right here. Right, and we actually had some different versions of it, like where we would pipe in, "Oh, add this or that," and he and he's just great with you can throw him things, and he just runs with it. Did he add, did he improvise anything or? Um... I don't think he improvised anything on that. I I didn't. We didn't have the luxury of time, so I didn't want it to be too loosey goosey because I needed to get my shot. Mm -hmm. um but he did give us different flavors meaning i i did give him a few directions like hey can you try it this way this time and he he delivered each time completely different we went with the take that i i had envisioned to begin with but he was willing to play a bit still within the line so that part wasn't improvised but um different uh inflections and that sort of thing how are you liking the virtual film festivals so far? 
how do I like it? I, of course, I'm a bit disappointed. I would love to be walking red carpets and seeing everyone's films up close and personal on a big screen, of mm -hmm. course. Um, but I'm also, I've been very grateful for the way everyone has pivoted and um, made the most of the situation. I really love what Holly Shorts has been doing in that uh, we did a a red carpet with masks. Uh, we took turns on the red carpet, but uh, it felt very kind of as if we were there. Um, I really have enjoyed what many of the festivals have been doing, virtual happy hours, meet and greets, uh, you know, ways to support each other. And actually to that end, I think that there's been this kind of intimacy where we get to know each other, like the way you and I are speaking right now, where mm -hmm. I don't think we would have that in person because we'd be partying and, you know, um, there'd be so many people in one room that it'd be hard to have these talks. And I, so yes, I've really enjoyed that part of these virtual festivals and have enjoyed how no one's being babies about it. Like, be in person no well we can't so yeah. let's figure out how to make this work and there's been this collective aw shocks but feel to it and um that's been really gratifying and I really love how many of the festivals have been doing drive-ins so I'm going to my first drive-in on Monday night through Holly Shorts not my film but I'm gonna go support the films and uh the, and my my trailer will be there which will be cool to see at a drive-in I haven't been in a drive-in and I'm going to age myself, but like a minute, I haven't been to drive-in in a minute and it'll be cool. I'm excited about that. And that wouldn't be happening if there was a real, a real festival. Yeah. And I, I've noticed that, well, I haven't gone to any, but like, um, I've seen videos where like cars will still like honk their horns and go crazy at the end. So there's still that like audience reaction that you can feel, still get through right. the drive-through. Sure. I mean, we can't laugh or I mean, clap or cry or whatever. Or we can't, we, we can, but we don't hear each other, but honking. Yeah. I hope people honk at mine. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is out by the time. Oh wait, no, it already passed. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're going to pretend they did. Yes. Well, uh, there's my, my uh, second team is playing at a couple festivals in person coming up Key West and Maui. So I think that's super cool. And I'm really hoping to pop into Maui because Hawaii over Christmas. Hello. And it's a very much needed break from everything too. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any advice for aspiring filmmakers, um, specifically uh, women, women filmmakers? Women advice. Film. Um, yeah, I would say just do it do it, don't talk about it, just make it happen. Manifest, say it out loud, say it out loud again. Say it to as many people who will listen because the more you say it, the more accountable you hold yourself and others ideally will hold you to supportive people. It's what happened with me. I, 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 was, uh, I work as an acting coach on various television shows and I've had a lot of producers say to me over the last couple of years, you should really direct a short film because it'll be a great sample of your work and it'll set you up for success as a director in TV film. And at first, oh yeah, 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 I'll do that. Mm -hmm. By second season, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that. Third season, 
oh, I'm doing this, you know, and I said it enough so that Robert E. Arnold, my cinematographer said, oh, you're doing this. When are we doing it? And I, here's the other thing, set a date. We're doing it the first weekend of November. And I had a million excuses as to why it couldn't happen. Um, getting a divorce, true story. Um, moving from Orange County to Los Angeles, it's not a good time. No, it's not. I don't have the money. Let's get the money. Every excuse I had, I then problem solved and I had others help me. That's the other thing, ask for help. The same way that you would help others, ask for help. I was so inspired by how people showed up for me. Look, I'm about to cry. So, so <laughs> grateful about how people showed up for me. Could you please offer some food for catering one day? Could you, could you do that for me at like a reduced rate? I had our caterer on one of the shows I work on as an acting coach donate his time and money donated the food to me. I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of that. And, and, and it was, um, it showed me I was doing the right thing. You know, it was like the universe was showing me again with the trust tattoo, the universe was showing me you're trusting. We're going to hand this to you. All of this, it's all going to happen. No, definitely. And I can't wait to see your future projects because this one's just so good. It's one of my favorites, honestly. Thank um, you. And I just, I can't wait to see what you work on next. Uh, we already talked about the spinoff of this one, but even after that, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. Thank you. Watch, watch for me. I'm hoping I'm, I'm trusting. Uh, we're going to start doing some shows in 2021. Uh, and then I'll have pet projects as well. So two different things will be happening. I, I, I am looking forward to working on others shows that are already established, but also continuing my own vision of my own projects. No, definitely. I mean, if anyone's listening, keep an eye out for Rhea because she's, she's coming in for a storm. And I truly mean that because I mean, you already, you can feel her energy as you're listening, or if you're watching, <laughs> you can just feel her energy and She's just one of the filmmakers that you need to keep an eye on. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's all lift each other up. Good stuff is coming. I mean, we've been through it this year, right? Oh, got for the, sure. Got the scars to prove it. <laughs> I'm grateful. I think it's been a great year in so many ways. It's given us all a, a chance to breathe and figure out what's important to us. And it's um, springboarding us into this next chapter and it's going to be epic. Did you get to work on any projects like during all of this, like virtually or anything? I've been actually, um, I've had the luxury of working one-on-one -on -one with a lot of actors, which I don't normally have time to do. So they're uh, the way of the present and probably the future is a lot of self tapes for actors, for auditions, for various projects. So I spend a lot of time doing that, both virtually and now in person with masks. I'm masked and they're not away from me. So I <laughs> love working. That's a passion of mine. I'm, I'm an actor at heart. I'm a director. I'm a coach. So I've done a lot of that over the ick. 
Um, and then, of course, I, I, I have been doing a lot of writing as well. I, I was a writer for a couple of different television shows, as I think I said earlier, and I um, don't mind writing other people for other people, but I've been curating my own stories. And uh, there's a lot of a lot of tales. They always say, write what you know, right? So I'm writing what I know. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, and, yeah. and once you safe. get those out <laughs> oh no <laughs> just kidding changing the names <laughs> but if you know you know <laughs> you know you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so I'm, I'm writing to to your question um I'm writing my own projects and also um setting up various directing gigs for the future I love that and would you say being an acting coach was a huge help in directing because I mean, you already know how to work with actors. So just getting behind the camera, was that just Absolutely. a for you? Absolutely. Uh, that is something that I, um, act, working with actors is my great passion. Uh, so it, it definitely set me up for success as a director. Um, I would think that, I, I think that the one thing that I needed some work on and that I will continue to be um, a, a student is the, um, the technical side of directing. And of course, that's why we have DPs and producers, et cetera. Um, so I, I work, I, I'm very um, passionate also about collaborating with um, my cinematographer. Uh, so, so that has helped too. So yeah, I, I think that being an acting coach perfectly set me up for success and also shadowing directors for so many years. I mean, I've basically been shadowing hundreds of directors, which has been helpful for my journey. I can glean something off of each one and then I've developed my own style. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing how you're like just a little bit in everything. Would you ever do anything in post-production? Well, I, I'm, I love editing. I mean, I love the editing process. So that's post-production. I don't want to be an editor by trade, yeah. but for me as a writer, director, producer to be, you know, in the editing room and to be a, a very integral part of that, absolutely. I wouldn't want to just do it though. I don't think it's, it's, my, it's my wheelhouse as much. But, yeah. uh, but, I, but you know what? Never say never. I've had so many different um, titles in this industry thus far. And I, you know, I, I, one other piece of advice that I have is don't, don't paint yourself into a corner or don't say I'm only this. Well, I can't do that because I'm an actor. I can't do that because I'm this. I've had so many different careers and they all kind of bleed over one another. And and can inform your next move. So, um, and the industry is very forgiving in that way. I, the industry, I've never felt like, oh, you can't do that, Rhea. Sure you can, watch me, <laughs> you know? No, definitely. And I, uh, hopefully my professor doesn't listen to this, but he's kind of like telling us uh, for, cause I'm in a portfolio class where like we're setting up our resumes and we're doing our business cards. And he's like, put one thing on your business card. And I have editor because I do really want to be an editor. But now that you're saying you can kind of just like do everything, what do you recommend 
Um, well, I understand his or her point. I don't know if you're professors in your field, but um, you, you know, you don't want to be too loosey goosey and just seem like you have no idea what you want to do. I mean, mm -hmm. when I was acting, I was acting, and then and then I was writing, and then I was. But then there can be this fluidity after you have kind of established yourself. If you're just throwing out a wide net, you, you might not be able to be really great at anything. So I understand that side of it too. Um, and that's part of the reason I decided not to write second team. I probably could have written second team myself, mm -hmm. but I knew I wanted to immerse myself in the directing side of it. And I'm a perfectionist. So I wanted someone else to write it for me, someone who I strongly believe in so that I could just focus on directing for my first boy, uh, what's the word for my first venture as a director as a mm -hmm. film TV director. I've directed a lot of theater, but I had never directed television or film. So for the first outing, just wanted to direct. Next one, I'll probably do both. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That, yeah, I mean, I understand his point too, but um, yeah, I just wanted to see your perspective as well. Uh, yeah. Just so I'm not listening to like one person, you know? <laughs> um, you mentioned you directed theater. What's uh, What do you like about both? communities like I I love my foot just fell asleep hold on one sec oh my goodness <laughs> well, I shouldn't be sitting on my foot okay um I I love directing theater uh and film and tv for all different reasons the great thing about theater is the same thing with acting in theater is you have to be able to be so in the moment there is no room for uh oh, that didn't work. Let's stop and try it over again. It's live. So it's kind of like walking on a tightrope. And I, I like that feeling. It's a thrill. It's scary. And the thing with theater is I when I'm directing a show with 50 kids, five zero, which I did every single year at a specific school, uh, musicals, um, it's it just takes over your life. And I mean, I would dream about the songs and the choreography and the, and the you know, blocking and all of that. Um, and I, I, I love and hate that. Um, I, with, I, of course, dreamt a lot about my job when I was directing Second Team, but there was this sense of control that I don't have in theater as much, a feeling of, well, I know I have this amount of time tomorrow and I need to do these shots. Mm -hmm. And there's like this finite plan. Um, and I, I like that, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenging, but um, I'm going to do these 10 things tomorrow. I like that with theater, it just feels, yeah, you only have one performance maybe, but you just have no idea what's gonna happen. Especially when you're working with kids because you get someone in a bad mood or with stage fright, which happened quite a bit or whatever, like, whew, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of variables where things could go awry. So yeah, similar on a film TV set, but I don't know, it just feels more controlled to me. And, yeah. and, and more collaborative, that's the other thing. When I was directing uh, theater, uh, much of the time I was the one of only a handful of adults involved and there was just a lot of kids and I felt over overrun overpowered 
with my short film and then just in general in film and television, you have a cast of characters, I mean, behind the scenes. You've got so many people uh, supporting you and that you can collaborate with and trust that um, it's, it's, it just feels more like an ensemble effort as opposed to, oh my gosh, this is all on my shoulders, all of it. Oh yeah, I can definitely imagine the pressure of, yeah. I feel so. <laughs> yeah. um, would you direct a musical film? Oh, I would love to direct a musical film. I would love to direct a musical film. Like my favorite director is Baz Luhrmann who uh, directed Moulin Rouge and Romeo and Juliet and various other um, amazing films. And I just love his, his very edgy, gritty, you know, edge. I keep saying edge, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, uh, and not predictable. Like I know people who don't like musicals who I have introduced to Baz Luhrmann's musicals and say, oh, except for him, uh, you know, cause uh, that's, that's a kind of flavor I would put into my own musical as a director. I would, I would absolutely love that. I'm really glad you asked me that. Put it into the universe. I want yes. to direct a musical film. Let's do We're that. We're gonna, the next five years. That's, that's the universe's deadline. <laughs> you heard it here, people. Rina Pavi is directing a musical. Film. There we go. Yeah. What's your, I mean, you already said, is Moulin Rouge your favorite musical? That's it. I mean, I, I love Hamilton, of course. Uh, I know, I love, I'm obsessed with Hamilton, but that's different. I mean, that's very different. Yeah. That's a staged musical that was filmed. Uh, Moulin Rouge is my absolute favorite. In fact, I'm so obsessed with Baz Luhrmann and that musical in general that it opened last year in September and I went back three times to New York from California in two months to go see it three times. That's dedication. And I probably have seen, I would have seen it probably like 10 more times, except for there's this pesky pandemic that shut oh, everything down. You would have just like stayed there the entire time, every night. Oh my gosh. Like, is, is Rhea back yet? Nope. She's still watching Moulin Rouge. Nope. She just keeps watching it. Can't get enough. Just living your best life. Completely. <laughs> And I got my daughter obsessed with it too. My daughter and actually Francia Rice, my lead actress in second team, she went back with me once to go see it. Okay. Yeah. A little bonding moment. Yes, it was fun. <laughs> and where can we follow you on social media as well as second team social media to keep up with your musical, your other feature film, everything? Yes, I am on social media, probably an unhealthy amount, but everyone benefits from that. Meaning you can, you'll know every time I eat something or, you know, anything's going on in my life. So it's Ria.Pavia for Instagram, R-I-A dot P-A-V-I-A. Um, and also Second Team Film on Instagram. Twitter is Second Team Film and Ria underscore Pavia. Uh, yeah. And then Facebook is Ria Pavia and then also um, Second Team Film. I love that. I'm going to make sure to follow you as soon as we're right. done. Yes, yes. And I'll follow you back <laughs> for sure. I'll, I'll help you with the musical film. 
we'll, we'll work together. Everyone heard that, right? We're doing this. We just got to figure out which one. You'll see. Yes. You said it's five gonna, years. That's yeah, fine. Five, five year plan. I like it. I like it. Yeah, so I, I was like 10 years, five years, five years. No, no, no. Five is me. right. Five is yeah. right. By 2025. We got to get yep. going. There we go. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for talking to me today, Ria. It was a pleasure. Thank and you. I hope everyone enjoyed listening in. Me too. Thanks, guys. I loved talking to Ria, and I hope you enjoyed listening in. Make sure to follow Ria and Second Team's Instagram pages to stay updated on where you can watch the short film next. That's all for now, and thank you for listening in. Take it home for us, Ria. Hi everyone, this is Rhea Pavia, director of Second Team, and you're listening to jeanbookner.com.